All right, the Lord is good. All right, quickly, let's commence today's teaching. We'll start again from the book of Colossians, chapter 1. What I want to do from Colossians, chapter 1, is to declare the glory of um, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're starting from verse 13. We'll go on all the way to verse 20. All right, I want to let's go. He us the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Amen. Amen. Now, this we have declared concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody say after me, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Say it again. Jesus is Lord. Say it again. Jesus is Lord. Say it again. Jesus is Lord. For the last time, Jesus, Jesus is Lord. Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, before we take our seats, let's take our declaration of understanding. One to let's go. Now I declare... The Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, and I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. He's healing me in every area, and it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. Great deeds have come for you again today, amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The word will enter your heart, amen. to give you light, amen. to give you direction, amen. to heal you in every area. Amen. And it will make you, most importantly, more than ever before, like the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. All right, let's take our seats. The Lord is good. Remember, if you are following us or you are here present, you just need the next um, two hours thereabout to pay attention. And that is the injection of the Spirit. We want to give you infusion. At the end of today's infusion, you'll be healed. I don't care what condition it is, healing is coming for you. Amen. Please, the dosage must be constant for the next few, two hours thereabout. I'm talking to somebody who's following us from I don't know where. But the Lord is going to touch you this evening in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, the Lord is good. Now, let's continue looking at... Now, I don't know whether I'm going to um, start a new series of teaching or we'll just continue. Because it's in the same light. So, whichever way, let's, when we finish, we'll give it a proper title, all right? But what I want to talk about today and maybe for the next few meetings... Is talking about the worship of God. And you see the reason in a moment. Let's start again from the book of Exodus chapter 20. Let us start from there again. Then God spoke all these words, saying, I'm the Lord your God, who was speaking to Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. 
You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above, on the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. He said, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain or for a vain thing, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Again, let's go over this again. We have three commandments here. First commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. The second commandment, you shall not make for yourself any graven image. That's what we normally say concerning them. And that's where we normally read it. They are graven images. He said, you shall not worship them or serve them. He now said, the third commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God and place it on an image somebody else made, which you found in the promised land when you got there. And we said that is the third commandment. Now, what we have been looking at all this while is that this, there's a spirit behind this commandment. And that's what we are trying to obey as children of God. Now, you mean, if somebody may argue, are we under the, under the law? No, we are not under the law. But the fact that you are not under the law does not make the things commanded against under the law legal. I don't know whether you are getting my point. For example, am I under the American law? Law of the United States, am I under the American law? Does that mean I cannot kill somebody just because Americans say don't kill? They have a law against murder. Okay? Because I'm not under United States law does not mean that, uh, therefore, whatever they are saying does not apply. Now, how do I say this? It does not mean the pre- I must do the opposite. So from the law that God gave Israel, there's a spirit. That's what Paul said in Galatians chapter 5. There is a spirit behind the law. So when you read the laws, you should understand the spirit. And many of the things God instructed them concerning are part of the things we practice as Christians. But many of their ordinances don't apply to us. The way they offer their sacrifices doesn't apply to us. Why? Jesus is our own final sacrifice. I hope you're getting my point. The kind of Egypt they came out from is not the kind of Egypt we came out from. Do you follow my point? For that reason, some things God wants to wash away from the remnants of Egypt, he wanted to wash away from them, do not apply to us. However, whichever Egypt we are coming out from, we must still wash away those things. I hope you are getting my point here. Now, just to add that for some people, that's why the way they cut their hair was very important to God. You couldn't cut your hair in a particular manner and shape the edges. Why? It was a form of worship where they were coming from. The nations around them, that was how they worshipped. And God said, no, I want to distinguish in a particular way. So he gave them some of, some of those instructions. So it's difficult for us to be applying some of those ordinances because they don't really say anything concerning our worship today. Do you get my point? So let's bear some of these things in mind. So these three commandments apply to us. The spirit is very Christian. That's what I'm trying to emphasize. It's the spirit of Christianity. These commandments that you are seeing here. Now, again, you see, idols is not much of a problem for us. You know, I saw something today. Somebody made a statement. I don't know the individual, but 
Somebody shared a tweet, and I saw it. And um, let me just read it out to us. You will think that the person and I, <laughs> of course, the Spirit of God is walking, so I know it's the Spirit. Just listen to this. You know what I'm going to say. You think we discussed. It's an American. Well, I don't know the country is from. It's a white man. I'm almost certain he's not been listening to us. I hope you're getting my point. And I know for sure I never listened to him. <laughs> I don't even know who it is. He said, idols are not usually bad things, but good things turned into ultimate things. Things that constitute our most fundamental significance and security, and so function as gods in our lives. I hope you're getting my point here. No, no, I've been saying it. Modern day, we don't actually, people, even those who don't worship the true God, they don't bow down to images. They don't bow down to images. But I said they still worship other gods because these are spiritual issues. There are other gods, they are spirits. Images are physical. They represent your spiritual worship. Let's bear that in mind. And we are saying we believers must be careful to remove other gods from every aspect of our lives. We have been talking about that. I want to go on into a particular dimension in that line. Okay? I just want to shift slightly. Okay, but let me just continue saying what I've been saying. Different aspects of life exist, and people have this habit of worshipping different gods in different aspects of life. Traditionally, now not only in Africa, it's all over the world, all right? They had many gods. That was why God kept on saying, the Lord thy God is one. Because Egypt were coming from, they were different gods. A god of fertility will be there, all right? To help you with the fertility of the fields in which you planted your crops. There was a God for safety. There was a God that followed them into battle. There was a God that um, um, handled the sun. There was a God of rain. There was a God of water. There was a God of this and a God of that. And you know about it. Africa is like that. We have all kinds of gods. Indians are said to have over a million of them. Gods everywhere. So God had to tell Israel, the Lord thy God is one. No matter the aspect of life, it's the same person who is in charge. I saw one movie some time ago. It's based on some... They've just made a movie of some classic um, stories of our Greek gods. And Odysseus, that was the name of that um, guy. You smiled. You know Odysseus. One day, one god met him somewhere. And like, he said, oh, maybe something like the storm. It wasn't me. It was my brother. <laughs> that is, the are two gods. They were brothers. One handled the storm. One handled something else. So different gods. And that's why in Africa we are peace different gods. And those gods really don't have control over each other. So each god had his own day in which you worshipped and offered sacrifices. Different gods had different days. Now what I'm going to bring out is that Christians fall for that slightly also. We break our lives up into different aspects. And it's very common to see Christians believe God strongly in an area, then hold on to human systems in another area. It's one of the feelings of humanity. Not to be able to converge every part of life and submit to the one and true God. That's one of the failings of human, mankind. And Christians, we unconsciously sometimes fall into that. So we have a portion of our lives in which we worship God very well. But other portions in which we have other gods. I hope you're getting my point. Alright? Now, God emphasized to Israel, don't do that. The Lord that God is one. Please, I want us to remember that. 
we must take every aspect of our lives and submit that aspect to God. Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every aspect. It's your health, do that. It's your finances, do that. It's your family, do that. I hope you're getting my point. It's very important, this is what I say. Now, we've been talking about dethroning other gods in every area. Like, last one we talked about was dethroning mammon. And of all the gods in this world today, I think mammon should be one of the strongest. And one reason is because it's very, very subtle. Mammon tends to like you. It wants to help you. It's worried about your future, the future of your children. So the world builds a mammonic structure, which is actually a god which they want us to subject ourselves to. But I've been saying that we must dethrone every other God out of our lives. The reason is because a day is coming, the day of the judgment of those gods. And anytime God comes to judge, he will remove not only the gods, but those who are following them. And the aspect of your life in which you are following them, you will suffer loss there. That's what happens. So if you don't want to suffer loss, when the day of the judgment of those gods will come, just deliver yourself from worshipping other gods. All right? Now, what I want to talk about today is likely driven, like I said, it's still along the same line, but then I want to bring the thoughts out slightly differently. And it's based on this principle that you've heard it said, nature does what? Abhors a vacuum. That you can't create a vacuum and not expect that nature doesn't allow that to happen. That's how God made it. Something has to fill somewhere. And it's also spiritual like that. Jesus said something, that if you deliver a man, you cast out an evil spirit from the man. And you leave the house empty and garnished. What will happen? That spirit will go around. The after he's gotten tired, can't find another place. He will return. And if he finds that house empty, he will go back because you, you removed him by force last time. Who wants to take chances this time around? So he will go and collect seven spirits more wicked than himself and come and enter that place so that delivering the fellow next time will be seven times more difficult. It's self-preservation. He said... The end state of that man will now be what? Worse than the other, you know, the former one. And so, you don't want to leave anyone delivered, okay, with nothing. If, you, if a man is hooked on alcohol, listen to me, don't bother delivering from alcoholism if you cannot fill him with the spirit. There's no point. Let him continue drinking. Because the reason why he's drinking. You go and preach, no alcohol, no alcohol. Okay, the guy is no longer an alcoholic. What is it now? A nothingholic. It doesn't work. If you are not going to be an alcoholic, you must be a spiritualic. Do you follow my point? Something must fill you. Something must fill you. You can't just be going around life and, you know, I, te- I tell people something, you know, of course, it's based on understanding. I say, if I know, now, the truth is that I wouldn't know it. Okay? But assuming it was possible to know what I know now, I am not a Christian. I would join a cult. Going around life, Without cover, without protection, without connection, haba. What kind of madness is that? You, it's me. They used to do target practice. When witches are looking for how to practice to kill somebody, they look at that guy. He has no cover. Then witches will now use him and shoot me just to show that they have learned. After Babalawo has trained somebody for two years, say now let's go for practice. We now look for those who are not covered by anything. Say see whether you can kill that one. The man will now carry his juju. You do like, do like, do like this. Then you just cross the road and Omoto will jam you. And they will now be in hospital for three weeks. And that guy will go and collect pass mark in the coven on my life. I don't want that kind of thing. I will go and join a senior coven. 
let all of us be doing the practice together. I used to tell people, say, God, what I want to tell people, I hope you don't mind. <laughs> if I was Ukrainian, eh? what breaks? I'm not running anywhere. I'm getting a gun. Joining the army. I'll, make, I'll work hard. You commission me. I have a sidearm and I have an AK-47. And I have a, this Stinger missile. All of them in my parlor. We'll go out fight. All my boys, all of you are joining the army. You're not running anywhere. All of you are joining the army. Is it because I love the country? No. It's because I will not be there begging anybody. Everybody, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'll be putting on my hand like no, let's shoot each other until we are both dead. That's a more honorable way to go away. Not you say that they will now use cutlass. Eh? No. Like, like. Don't think I'm brave. I'm, it's my cowardice that's doing all of this. <laughs> Don't think it's bravery. It's not bravery, it's safety. We all go to that battlefield. <laughs> I, I will drive tank. Where you are hiding once, once more, 19 year old soldier will tell you, come on, come on. Jokes, this is not pinching you. And this also. So spiritually, if you say I'll not be Christian, as now they join Coven, and they join Calvin, I will just join something. If you sacrifice goat, I'm getting an elephant. I will travel to Kenya, buy an elephant, bring it and offer a sacrifice. She now sacrifice will be fine. That's why I view. Why am I not doing it now? Ah, because Jesus is bigger than everything. So I've joined the biggest coven. I'm in my own cult. If you do juju, I do my own juju. Is juju for, you know what they call altar for altar? I mean, how do they say it? Altar versus altar. Thank you. I mean, I, I know how to practice my own. My own altar is the scriptures. I wake up every morning. I say, Jesus is the Lord. Any altar that rises against that one is dissolved. I don't have to be fighting. You say, ha, I wake up during the night. Every hour. No, 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 no. I just say, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Once I say that, all the witches in your coven, if they pass near my gates, they will fall asleep. Anyone that jumps my fence will die by fire. I don't need to say, die by fire, die by fire. I just say, Jesus, thank you. That word of thanksgiving. If you say you are no banjo spirit, cross that fence. Just try, try, try. Maybe you are listening to me. Try. I promise you, I will not rebuke you. I will not pray against you. I will just leave you. If I, can, if I could see you spiritually, I will gather on my chin and come and watch the destruction of an idiot. See one spirit that has no sense. Even Satan, when they saw the house of Job, what did he do? Because if Michael surrounds somebody on God's behalf and is guarding the person, you will know that spirits can go to hell. When Michael is done with you, 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 you request to go to hell by yourself. I hope you are getting my point. Yes, so that is why I don't have time to join Oboni. It's an insult to what I have joined. Why do I have to go and look for an elephant to sacrifice? When Jesus gave himself up for me. I hope you are getting my point. Now, that is what Christianity is, okay? Now, what I'm trying to explain here is this. You don't live your life in a vacuum. God doesn't allow vacuum. Vacuums are not good. It's not safe. You tend to absorb negative things. That's what happens. You end up absorbing something negative. So Jesus said, you drive out the spirit. In fact, I like one story. Can I hear again told? Very interesting story. A man came with his wife to see him. Twice he had been caught molesting small girls. A university professor, I think. A clinical psychologist, anyway, for sure. And twice they had caught him molesting small girls. And his wife had left him. In fact, she was leaving. Only agreed to stay on the condition that he would accept to go and see this man of God. So that was the only reason they came together. She was already leaving him. And then, now, let me not spend too much time on that story. The man said as they were speaking, instantly she, he saw 
this prophet, he saw that he had two demons inside him. He just saw them in a flash, that this man is possessed by two evil spirits. And they told him flat where they came from. They came from the books he was reading. Please, stop reading nonsense. Oh, oh can I quickly tell you that? Stop reading rubbish. Stop watching rubbish. One of my children were playing games in the house. They had said, they looked, in fact, I remember how money for game, gave them money to buy a game. I didn't look at it. One day I saw the game once. I collected it. Where is that game, sir? Is it Mortal Kombat? I'm asking you. I saw the game one time. I collected it. PS4 game. They bought it or genuine original. No, I seized it. Dumped it on the table. I said, no, nobody's playing this anymore. I saw it only one time. I said, ah, this was what people collected my money to buy. In my house. The evil spirits had been, they couldn't enter. <laughs> so Holy Spirit said, go and look. I, ah! I collected the game. They moved it. I don't know where I threw it. I said, no. Just by the way, it's not every book you read. Though. It's not every nonsense you feed your head with. Be very careful. We're not talking about that now. But this man, he got from his books two evil spirits. Now, another thing. They were academic books. Books that studied criminal minds. He was a professor of psychology. Like I said, a clinical psychologist. Can't remember exactly whether I was a professor, but anyway, he was a big man. So can I again say to him, this is why I'm telling the story. He said, you have two evil spirits. I can drive them out now, but it will be no use. Because they are going to come back. And when they come back, hmm, your life is going to be worse. And in fact, he himself said he feared that one day he's going to kill one of these little girls that he's molesting and they are going to charge him for murder, find him guilty and sentence him to maybe death or life imprisonment. And he too panicked. He knew it was going to happen. And when the man said this to him, that was definitely where it was going, that if I drive out these two demons, they will come back worse than they were. That is, with more evil people. Is it, can I use what people? Evil spirits. Of course, like, sir, what must we do to be saved? That was not the question. The man said, well, there's only one condition in which you will, I'll accept to pray for you. Of course, right here, you are going to give your life to Christ, you are going to get baptized, and you are going to accept to be prayed for, to be filled with the Spirit. And then, he gave him the number, I've forgotten now, number of hours he had to pray every day, he had scriptures he had to read on a daily basis. Basically, what was he saying? You have to be filled with another spirit. If you are not filled with another spirit, those evil spirits will come back. That was for sure. He told him flat. They will come back. I, he, said, he said, look, I can drive them. He could see them. There were two of them. He said, I can drive them away like this. Not a problem. And evil spirits are not hard to drive away. Even if a person doesn't want to be delivered, why is it in your presence? They will go outside. Person is not normal. It's in your presence. And if God just lets you see them, you hide them like this. <laughs> they will go and wait outside. I remember the story of Omoba just when we were young. He said, I went to one church. Now, he followed one girl to church, you know. Some people say they are crazy. You want to chase women. Is the one that are going to church you want to chase. If the person is really going to church, that's how to just enjoy yourself. So he followed that girl to church. He's been chasing the girl for a while. The girl was giving me a hard time. He now followed her to church. Mistake. Hmm. As he entered the church, the pastor just descended. that there's an evil spirit here. <laughs> they caught him. They began to pray. They prayed over him. They prayed fire. Prayed thunder. In the name of Jesus. The blood. The fire. The word. They used everything. The guy had over... If I remember well... Okay, let me not give figures. He had dozens of spirits. He didn't have two. No, he didn't have His level of occultism. His spirits were in dozens. Like crates. They didn't carry them. <laughs> the spirits were all over him. So when those church people... 
attack the spirits. All the spirits run away. If now you be evil spirit, you no know, go wrong. When they are calling the blood of Jesus on your head, <laughs> who wants to die? So all these spirits ran away, and they went and hung, I think, on a tree outside. They delivered him, and they saw that he was free. Like, ah, now you are free. The guy said, I know. As soon as he left the church, he collected his face back. <laughs> as soon as he stayed off the church, one is said, oh boy, I don't finish. <laughs> Where you did? They all entered him back. He was an occultist. Yes. You can go and read the story. Two of them. And I don't know who, whose story I told you now. Is that Emmanuel Eni or Mobajesu? One of the two of them. Now, so that's how it is with spirits. The man said, I can drive out this way, but it will make no meaning. As soon as you are living here, you are going to come back. And this time, they won't come back two. They will come back 14. No, 16. Each one will go and get seven spirits. Okay, okay, let's assume they just get seven. So there will be nine. By that time, you become a murderer, a serial killer. But that's not the story. The, that's not the main part of the story that I wanted to pay attention to. It was a solution. He said, what we do, we'll drive them out, then we'll fill you with another spirit, leaving no space. In this life, you must worship. Worship is like water. Everybody worships. Have you heard of those who say there's no God? They are lying. They are worshiping a spirit. The name of that spirit is, don't acknowledge God. Or in short, no God. It's a spirit. It's a, now listen to me. It's a tangible spirit. A very powerful one. What they call spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. That's what they worship. It's strong because you see, if you see their arguments, their arguments are so stupid. If any human being will believe those arguments, he has to have a powerful spirit pushing him. God doesn't have to persuade you that there is God. Let me say, it's not worth it. It's like me trying to tell you there's air. You've tried to hold your breath before. I hope you're getting my point. How long, even if you are trained professionally, can you hold your breath for more than a few minutes? A normal person can't hold the breath for more than a minute. A normal person. I mean, there are people who dive and they stay underwater for five minutes, all right? Uh-huh. But normal, average people, one minute you are gasping for air. So I'll not be doing an experiment to show that there's air. You've left something on the table and your fan blew it off the table. Do I need to conduct any experiment to prove to you that there's something called air? I hope you're getting my point. I shouldn't have to conduct any experiment to prove that to you. You have enough evidence around you that there's air. Listen to me. That is how clear it is. There is. In fact, you know what? I don't like saying there is God because I feel it's insulting. I don't know whether you're getting my point. I feel like, to me, trying to use statements like, is there God? There's no God. You know, it's almost like an insult because I equate him with existence. So we are here to discuss is there existence or there's no existence. I personally find it rather as if I'm insulting God to be discussing whether there is God or there's no God. I don't know whether I get my point. To me, I equate it with existence. So I shouldn't be having an argument with you whether we exist or we don't exist. That we can talk to each other. What does that mean? Did you follow my point? That's my understanding of it. So like I was saying, I personally find it, you know, as if you are... You are insulting God to be discussing whether there's God, there's no, there's no God. Because the evidence is too, is too plenty. I don't want to start talking about it now. It's too plenty. All you need to do is just look at life. The order is too much. The order is too much. Nothing that has this degree of order can come out of nothing. I want you to believe there's no God. Let me tell you the truth. 
by that you are worshipping a principality. You have given your worship to somebody who says, my aim in life is to say to people there is no God. And listen to me, you can't really say there is no God. You can only refuse to acknowledge him. I don't know whether you get my point. That's all. You can just refuse to acknowledge God. That's the only thing you can do. You can't do more than that. Now what I'm going to say, everybody worships. Everybody worships. Including those that say there is no God. They are worshipping the spirit called no God. There is no God. The spirit whose job it is to remove the acknowledgement of God from people. Otherwise, listen, if we had to go by science, and that spirit was not in operation, science would have been trying to identify the God molecule. Can I use that expression? Yeah, science would have been trying to identify the God spirit. They would have been trying to identify who was here. Like I say, just as an illustration, if I were to go to Mars today, Mars, you know Mars, the planet Mars, that we're exploring now, okay? Assuming the whole, you know, what's the name of that explorer that's there? There's one explorer on, on Mars right now. It's moving around, rolling around. Hey, last week I preached that you need to know what's going on. Don't be ignorant too. There's one like, Mars lander. It's on Mars right now. It's rolling around the surface of Mars, collecting rocks, at, you know, analyzing and sending signals back to the spaceship above it, who is now feeding back to the Earth. What's the name of that? Something rover, something like that. Huh? Anyway, let's, not, let's, let's forget the name. Assuming that rover now stumbles into a cell phone. Not even a smartphone, not an iPhone or a Samsung Galaxy you know, S, no. Just a Nokia 3310 or Nokia 1110. Remember that Nokia 1110 with touchlight? As basic as it is, if it finds it on Mars and it beams the picture over to us on the S, what are we going to say? It's common sense. What are we going to say? No, I can't hear you. Somebody came here. He didn't tell us. Let's even assume it's not exactly a mobile phone. We just saw one thing small like this that's beeping, pim, pim regularly, emitting light every five seconds. And it has a few buttons on them. We don't even know what it is. What we will say? Somebody, an intelligent being, was here before now. Even if we don't think it's from the earth, it's okay, proof that there's what? Life outside this planet. Proof there is intelligence outside us. It wouldn't cross our mind that, ah, Jupiter ran into Mars. And then the rock superheated and coalesced. And then after 200 million years, it became this. Do you know it will never cross our mind to think so? Yet you find a being as complicated as a worm. Now, yes, I say worm. Because a worm, a worm. Okay, let's leave worm. Cockroach. Cockroach has more sense than your mobile phone. The computing capacity in a cockroach, your mobile phone will salute. That's not a joke. Because your, your mobile phone cannot replicate itself. Cockroach will find a mate, fertilize a mate, lay eggs. New cockroaches will come out and flood. You, you, how many, you've been decockroaching your house for how long? Have they finished? Yeah, somebody will tell me nobody did that. No, just think about it. For those who, have, who, who they have managed to confuse, just think about it. It is okay to say, I don't know who God is. It is okay to say, I don't understand whether it's one God or there are 375,286,152, you know, whatever. You don't know. It's all right to say that. It's okay to say, well, you don't know whether he lives in this galaxy or in another galaxy or he lives in 700 galaxies at the same time. You have no idea what he's made of or what they are made of. That is okay. 
But to say everything came out of nothing, you are worshipping something. You are worshipping an idea. Now for those who do not know it, let me say it, it's a spirit. It's not an abstract issue, it's a spirit. There's a real spirit whose job it is to spread that information, to enforce it, to move it from one school to the other, to infiltrate science, schools, studies, and let people believe that there's no God, otherwise it makes no sense. It goes against the grain of science. What am I going to emphasize? Everybody worships. That's what I'm emphasizing. Everybody worships. That's what I'm emphasizing. Everybody worships. And if you leave your heart blank and you don't accept to worship the true God, you will worship a false one. Did you hear what I said? It is not what I, I, no, you know, people don't understand. Human beings don't have, listen, even on this earth, you know, this earth, no matter how smart you are, eh? If you decide not to go and learn what your bankers are saying, and you are, you want to do internet banking or mobile banking, they will hack your account. I don't know whether you're getting my point. How do I say it? Because the boys who are trying to hack your account, they are actively trying. You can't be passive and not learn the secrets of how to protect yourself and they will not hack you eventually. That's just the way it works. In the same manner, if you're just on the earth, say, no, me, I want to be an independent person. I don't want to worship anything. The spirits who are asking for worship are smarter than you. They are smarter than you. They know when you are hungry. They know. They will come and say, oh boy, you are hungry, right? At least, and this life is tougher than you realize. Oh, this life is tough. You can be in a position where there's 500 loaves of bread on the right, 500 loaves of bread on the left, and you don't have one to eat. Do you know that? You can be testing the middle of the Atlantic. You know that? Some people say, how is that possible? If you don't know, then you don't know anything yet. The water in the Atlantic is not drinkable. You can't drink it. That's how life is. Life can be so hard, you marvel. But this is water. Billions and billions of gallons. Yet you can't get a cup to drink. The salt in it is so much, if you try drinking it, it worsens your state. If you manage to keep it down, which is not possible, it will suck so much water out of your system, you become more dehydrated than before. That's how life really is. And this place, no when you are in that kind of distress. You'll be in the middle of 500 loaves, there are 500 loaves, there are none that you can eat. And one spirit will say, bow to me, and I will give you bread. You know the truth? You will bow. You will bow. So in this life, you ha- if you are not committed to a certain kind of worship, you will form for another form of worship. You will fall for another form of worship. That is co- Please get it. Satan is deliberate about it. The spirits are deliberate about it. They're not content with you just sitting down there and staying on your own. They are not. Sometimes people say, I don't go to church. You know what are they doing in church? I say, I just laugh. I say better find where you will go. Because, see, you don't go to church, eh? The negative church will come to you. You know, I've heard, God has given me some experience in life and some wisdom. Many times I've seen people who think they have sense. And, you know, I laugh and I say how foolish they are. I remember one man I met once, he'll be laughing. <laughs> This is your pastor's mouth is so sweet. Ha! No laughing. And when the person was telling, was telling me, you know, I was irritated. I don't give a like, look at you. Why do I say so? Now, this person I'm talking about was a bank manager of one of the major, you know, you know, if, if you work in the bank, there are banks that now I don't mean to insult you, but they, they go and put one bank on the road to Nikkei Lake, and you are the manager there. No, that one's even good, it's close to Timber. 
to Timbabi. Find me another branch that's not close to anything important. Eh? Uh-huh. They go and put one bank, yes, on that, that milk here. I say you are the manager. Listen, they are just testing you. You are not a manager of anything. <laughs> There's no commas there now. Okay, they go and put a branch near one uh, secondary school. Only teachers have accounts there. The only flow is salary time, and then somebody who sends his son 2,000 naira for lunch. No, this guy was a branch manager of a branch near a major port. You get what I'm talking about? So he went to pay custom duty, 50 million at a go. Need to move naira money from naira to dollar. That's the kind of person I'm talking about. But I heard him talk that nonsense. I looked at him, and I was irritated. You know what annoyed me more? I knew who he bowed to. Should be my pastor you are laughing at. What is suit? Handsome guy like this. I will tell you the name of the pastor later. Handsome fellow. With his face well, his hair well texturized. His face shining. When you see his suit, you know, $1,000 for one suit. $2,000. Probably has a wardrobe full of them. And you are laughing. Meanwhile, the person this fellow bows to, one baba that doesn't speak English, that has Irugbo Yeoke. You know what they call Irugbo Yeoke? Not my, you know, this might be a base. It's a rich man's be a base, an anointed man's be a base. There's this one that will just be small, white, just shoot out from here. There's no. <laughs> when you see, you know, saying, I kill this man they use. That was what this man was bowing to and laughing at my pastor, you know, my own preacher. What am I talking about it? Many will make all this gra, 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 gra. If you catch them at 12 midnight, if you see where they are bowing, if you see where they are bowing, some of them are standing in gutters. I'm telling you the truth. They are standing in graveyards. They are digging things. They are pouring the blood of fowls on their head. They are rubbing smelly stuff on them. They are beating them with leaves. And they are naked in front of a man that can't speak a word of English. Now be laughing and say they don't go to church. If anybody wants to make shakara for him, say, I didn't go to church. Don't laugh at him. Say, who wants him in the church? Are too low for us. When we bring you is pity. It's the love of God that's allowing such a spiritual wretch like you. Better sing Amazing Grace. And save the wretch. You're a wretch, wretch, wretch. Were it not for the love of God, am I talking to you? It's true. No, you have to give people the real attitude, though. Let them know where they are. I'm not begging you. Make them like, cower before you for what? I like one story, one man of God says he was on a plane. He was trying to share the word with one man. The man talked to him and said, do you know I worship the devil? The one said, I cast out demons. <laughs> Don't threaten me. You worship the devil. Me, I cast the devil out. Go and tell your master, come here. I will disgrace him in front of you. No, listen, as believers, have a right attitude. You must, look, they may think you are proud. Eh? As, boasting is not a problem. As long as you are not boasting yourself, you are boasting in the Lord. No, me, I've always been like that. In fact, somebody comes to you wants to feel as if he's educated. What is it? Education will carry you to hellfire. I, I, tell the fellow like that. That if, if I send witches to your house, they will disgrace you. You will see Professor rolling on the ground. Ah, it's people like you that T.B. Joshua will catch in his days. <laughs> in his days. <laughs> he will use it to play. I like it. People like that, when they use it to play, they, are, they say one day you will find the true God. You will find a true prophet. But at least let's, let them disgrace you for us first. At the end of the day, you carry your whole family's money. Some of those would have make noise. I have seen them suffer. And I have seen them suffer. 
when the first prophet grabs them, when the first prophet grabs them, she be church say bring tight and they are laughing at pastors. Okay? Yeah, I, I know I don't teach tight, but let's just for a moment, let's just go there, all right? They laugh at yeah, all you pastor runs your tight. I have seen these people collect their whole salary, donate to a false prophet. Then they will not be begging, say, okay, sir, my wife needs to go to market next week for the family. The prophet will now give them five thousand. Ah, you have not seen. You know, when Jesus has been delivering you for a long time, you don't know what's going on. No, no, no really. A lot of us don't know what people are passing through. Because you wake up in the morning, you worship Jesus. He leaves your, your eyes clear. If you know the kind of bondage people are in, some of them, they tell them funny things like, hmm, you're not allowed to go home again. And you see adults who don't go home. The wife will come to church, be pastor. Please, I don't know. My husband has not come in the last six months. He will send them money. Just wake up one day. That's why, when I see people are making, there's no God, he ain't going to church. And look at it. Don't worry. They will soon catch you. They will soon catch you. We're offering you deliverance. You want to brag for us. You come and eat. It's not come and walk. How do they say it again? Biariri, aburum, biaruru. How do they say it again? Did, did I get it right? Yeah. I, I, I try, Abby. Yeah. Never complete, but at the end of the day. It's not a, you know, the guy went off because he went to school in Harvard. Those are the kinds of witches like. When you are witches will scatter your brain. At the end of the day, they run you mental. When they want to do something, they will literally crease you. You will crease. You will remove trust and walk in the way. There are two ways people walk in the way. Like that, they will run mad. Or prophets will say, that's the only way you will be delivered. Ah. I mean, false prophets not get you. Those people are mean. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a professor of nuclear physics. Just come home first. Go to that village. Those of us that said go to the village, no problem. We know why we are saying it. To. We are inside Jesus Christ. We have worn the Christ suit. Stained with the blood of Christ. I hope you get my point. As we are walking into that village, every demon is going to leave. One man who blessed me so much those days, one day took revival to his village. And the chief priestess of the village... Of course, many people revolted. His father was a traditional ruler. He was a preacher. He brought revival in. Of course, all the other gods had to be silenced. He made sure the other gods were quiet. All the priests were coming to church one by one. For the sake of peace. The last day he did thanksgiving. Do you know what happened? Everybody came. The chief priestess said, I will not go. So she did not go. They ended the service, got to her house, she was dead. Oh, you want to play with this Jesus Christ? Jesus said, well, I gave you the chance. So when everybody went to just go and do Thanksgiving for the revival they have for like a week, the chief priestess said, no, she stood there, no, she would not go. They said, no problem, everybody left. By the time they returned, two, three hours later, she was gone, dead, they buried her. And we're talking, we're not playing, this Jesus is not a joke You know, if we want everybody, if you have a picture of Jesus in the cradle being carried by Mary, throw it away. All those Jesus, you know, the holy family, have you seen those funny, one confused statue here, another confused statue, and one baby in the middle of them. Throw that in the dustbin. Jesus dislikes such things. If you want to draw photo, draw photo of Jesus with eyes red. The one that has resurrected, that's the real one he likes. The one that just saw Dodge fell at his feet as if he was dead. That's the Jesus Christ we are serving. People should know that Jesus. If he follows you to the village, woe be tied 
the Dibia that doesn't want to cook, doesn't want to leave the road when you are across. If you get to the front of the house, they drop something there. Stand beside the thing and say, Me, I'm not afraid of what you've dropped to. But please come and remove it. I am going inside. I will walk over it. I will go inside. If I come back and it is still here, whatever your eyes see, like they say, manager. Oh, by the way, if it's foul, they kept there. <laughs> nah, I beg. Kill her eat. <laughs> that one is the will of God. Don't, don't, don't release that one. It's just that the person, God save you, say, now living foul, you bring. Because it was a dead one. <laughs> but since a living one, I forgive you. you just carry your thing inside. <laughs> and then you know when you want to eat it, can I just advise you, Christians? Eat it outside. Why not inside? So everybody can see you're eating it. Cook it, roast it openly, you know. Say, so, ah, bros, where you see fowl? <laughs> when I reached out yesterday night, now I see them for here. They time for here. And, you know, it's a red one. I'm, it's, I've never eaten red fowl before. I said, let me just see how it is. Eat it openly. Eat it, nothing will happen to you, nothing. I said, whoever kept it there, please, uh, next, t- tomorrow, if you, if you try goat, because fowl did, <laughs> fowl did not work. Tell them they try goat next time. And of course, when it is good, please, it's not good for you to go and be eating good all by yourself. It's not good. Call the brethren. <laughs> Call the brethren. Then when the brethren come, they may then bring one a bookie who knows how to do the thing. And then do it outside. Sit down there. Eat the thing there. And when you finish, you say, as, as you feel cease by yourself, God did not work. What are you if you try cow tomorrow? <laughs> Let me be honest with you. They will leave you after that. They say, only. Now who want? <laughs> you want to be not to eat? Go and get your. No, really, really. There's one man read the story in full gospel businessman voice. That's what happened to him. He was in the, you know, those occultic things. Then he had issues with some of their. They had a fight. He had to run away. On his journey, he met Christ Jesus. They preached the gospel to him that one day he returned home. And those men were waiting for him. Oh, you are back. He woke up next morning. He saw a cock tied and eggs. That's how they used to do their rituals. He didn't know who came back. He came back hungry. God, you know, Bible says, I made you hungry. Then what happened? I fed you with manna. That's what happened to him. He came back hungry. Next morning he woke up. He didn't know, Father, God, where will food come from today? They opened his door. Ah! <laughs> cock. And eggs. That's how they do it. They put a cock and eggs. The guy lifted up his hand and said, Father, I thank you. Man, you are good. He took the fowl and offered it as a, not a full burnt offering. No. This is a sacrifice. You know, the one that threw away the entrails, you don't need it. He cooked the thing, took the eggs, put them in fried eggs and ate. And was wishing that more juju people would come after him. The next one that's coming, should please bring him, you know. Now, we say these things because we are believers. Not because those sacrifices don't work. Not because there's no spiritual power in them. It's because the power we are operating by, heesh. You know, like they say, power past power. That may sound like crusade talk, but it's, it's genuine talk. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah, that's what we are, believers. We are, that's, that's why we talk the way we talk. It's not because I don't believe in, in things. If I start telling you authentic stories I've heard, huh, there are people we have prayed for to deliver from these powers. I've heard stories. People that went to pray, so what do you want? I want the man to die. And the Baba will do something. Say, look, is that him? And they will see the man's face in the water. Say, take the knife, strike. And the man that I'm telling you about, 
He said he looked. Suddenly he felt sorry for the man he was supposed to kill. So he couldn't strike. Told the man to forget it. Then he went back home. Genuine stories. If I'm the one telling the story, say that now you're African. Go and read the story of John Graham Lake, American white man, went to South Africa, and he saw blacks do juju there. He saw black magic. He heard one man say, I'll set that man on fire next Sunday. Ah. He curious mind. He went to that man's house to come and see how people are when they are on fire. And before him, he saw this man began to heat up. He developed a fever. Developed what doctors call hyperpyrexia. Temperature so high, you think the man was going to catch the trap fire. They quickly called his men. Let's pray for this man before he dies. You think we are joking? Derek Prince will tell you what he saw in Kenya. How people killed each other with black magic. I'm giving you stories of white people. One came from the UK. One came from the America. So don't think we are telling stories. No, these are not. They are not folk tales. Though. People kill people with juju. They do. Some of these pastors you see in Nigeria who preach the way they preach is what their father saw, what their mother saw. That was what corrupted their gospel till today. They have not yet really understood the, the victory that's in Christ Jesus. They haven't. They haven't understood the victory that's in Christ. So that's why they preach. But what? Sorry, let me just say, when you see MFM, pray the way they are praying. I just, I just pity the people, but because, not because the foundation of what they are saying. He, it's things they have seen. The same people tie people down. Say, so this one will not make progress. They offer sacrifice, they tie things, they bury things. They, ah, why we talk the way we talk? It's not because those things don't happen, but because in Christ Jesus, we are so safe. They're like jokes to us. You're going to read Numbers 23. And I, please, I'd like to be dramatic about that one anytime I get there. Balaam was a great one. Balaam was not a prophet the way you know prophets. Balaam was a diviner. Balaam was a... If he was a Yoruba man, they would call him Babalawaba. He was a senior one. He under, Look, kings consulted him. In this country, well, if you come on Tuesday, hear the way we pray. When we pray like that, it's deliberate. Look, one man, eh? In this Enugu here, eh? This guy, he laughs. In fact, he's a confused person. I know him very well. He's a specialist doctor. But I say he's a confused human being. Probably when you talk to him, he wants to talk as if he's, um, he's a scientist. Next, he wants to talk as if he's a Catholic. The one he tells you stories that he has heard is the one I said told me that they cooked his father literally in a pot, put it on fire. Why? Because of what his father saw. But he told me a story. Eh? There are names that if I mention, many of you here will know those names. He said there was a particular seat. One of them was going for, they went for one, to one, one of these DBS. They did, did everything they needed to do. At the end of the day, they told the man, it was election time. Is there anybody who sits on that seat apart from you will die? You know what happened? Hey, the military was still half in power at that time. So the whole election thing scattered. So the military administrator decided to appoint. Unfortunately, he appointed that man, the chief juju man, appointed his wife. The day they, were, they inaugurated them, the woman collapsed and died. The day of inauguration. It, no, the, and these are facts that if I give you the names, you check the, his, the newspapers. Yeah, he said, no, this man said nobody will sit on this seat apart from this man. But the whole electoral process scattered. In, in Enugu here, I'm not telling the story of uh, Anambra or Ebony or, or Undo State or somewhere in Yugoslavia. 
I'm talking about Enugu State here. So the day of inauguration, that woman dropped and died. My friend told me a story. A man in Lagos. He was about to give a speech. He just collapsed and he died. And his people said this had to do with a tussle that they were having for certain positions, I think in the office or something somewhere. So they went to go and do their own thing. Went for their sacrifices, their incantations and everything. At the end of the day, they conjured up spirits and gave the spirit gone. Say, whoever killed this man, kill them. Two of his colleagues in the office, they were driving on Okwebi in Lagos. Armed robbers finished robbing somewhere. And as they came out, they, everybody ran. They ran, ran into a gutter. Armed robbers came, they shot the two of them and drove away. See, when we are listen, listen, don't think I've not heard these things. I don't know about them. That's why I talk the way I talk. I talk the way I talk because I'm in Christ Jesus. That's what I'm saying. I talk the way I talk because I'm in Christ Jesus. And we're not playing, you see. The reason why I would not bow down to a babala is that it's an insult. He needs to come to me for deliverance. He comes to my door, I'll give him my shoe. Touch this shoe before you enter the house. Show humility before Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I'm, if God sent me one of those men, I'd go humiliate the person. What is it? You want to see me? Come first. Bend down. Touch the rug. Do homage to the son. <laughs> you know why? Because greater is he that is in us, than he that is in the world. You know the interesting part? The devil knows. The devil knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. He, you know what? He knows it. He knows it. You know, I see Christians pray funny prayers. Say, they are doing juju against you. I say, so? How is that my problem? I'm going to sleep. You're not going to keep me away because of your nonsense, juju. If I pray, God will punish me. I am going to sleep because a loo fact. Did you hear what I said? Tongues. Tongues. It's from a kitty state. That is of no effect. Doesn't have any effect. If I wake up and want to start praying back, that is when I'm, I'm telling God it has effect. So God expects me to be watching you and get binoculars and consider my children. Come and see people doing juju. I said, this is how confused people are. When Satan has confused them, can you see them? That's the only thing I'm allowed to do. I'm, I'm not allowed to even say, hey, in the name of Jesus, it can one work. Was he planning to work? Was he planning to work? It was not planning to work. How do I know? Balaam, you know I'm telling you about Balaam. Balaam was a strong and great one. Balaam was great. Balaam was strong. Till now, people are using Balaamic operations to get into political power. Balaam was strong. Balaam was so strong, kings consulted him. If you do not know the strength of Balaam, you also, I was like that too. You'll be talking nonsense. That ha, the moment the donkey began to talk, Balaam should have known there was a problem. Balaam should have run. I've read preaching like that. I said it's, I mean, people writing articles or preaching. I said, yes, I said it at a time, so I'm not trying to insult anybody. That ah, you are going on your way. Your car begins to talk to you. Say, hey, bros, where are you going? You shouldn't go on this journey. See, you come out from the car and run. Is that not so? That is what you think because you don't understand Balaam. If you understood Balaam, that's not the first animal conversation he was having. Snakes had been talking to Balaam. Balaam will get to a house. They see somebody is missing. He'll get, give me a falcon. Tell the falcon to fly. The falcon was circular and circular and circular. We'll come back. And I say, where is he? Say, behind the rock, two miles to the right here. Say, thank you. You can go. Take the falcon back. Let's go. They'll find the person there. They'll get to the field. Somebody was murdered in the field. They'll call Balaam. Balaam will look around. 
and look around and see one vulture circling. He will tell the vulture, come down. The vulture will land. Balaam will say, who killed this person? The vulture will talk and Balaam will hear. That was the original Dr. Doolittle. Those of you who watch movies, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not seeing the movie, but I, I, I know the story around it. Balaam was, he was doing things like that. So when a donkey, which was why God used a donkey to talk to him, when a donkey opened his mouth, he didn't shock Balaam. Like, what do you have to say? He said, when did I ever treat you like this? And he, you know, some of us say, well, are you having a conversation with a donkey? He had had conversation with crickets. What's the big deal about donkey? So Balaam said, look, why are you misbehaving like this? You're lucky. I would have killed you today. And the donkey said, why would you do that? Have I ever done this? Yes, he had a conversation with a donkey because he had had conversation with other animals. That's how powerful Balaam was. Look, magic is not a joke. Look, look. You know, it's also what I say they do science. They, science, they, they, do, they do science that, they, you know, a professor, I don't believe this kind of thing. They do physics and chemistry and biology. Which we teach you. <laughs> By the time a witch is done with you, 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 you will see atomic theory, you will, re, you will reject it. No, you will reject it. Say, no, this cannot be correct. Because I've seen which, <laughs> what witches are doing. The only kind of physics that will make sense to you after that is quantum physics. You now know a cat can be in seven places at the same time. Say, oh God, I don't see them before. It is witches. They are the original professors of advanced quantum physics. <laughs> Balaam was powerful. Very, very powerful. That's why King sent for him. Then Balaam took his craft and went to the people of God. That's why I'm telling the whole story. The Babalao in your village, what has he done? Those are apprentices. You know, in, in uh, martial arts, they have, when you first start, they give you, is it white belt? Rookie, just they come. They'll give you a white belt. Now, white belt. After a while, you have learned some things. They give you, is it a yellow belt? And one day you get brown belt. Then when you have done things, when you have done things, when you have done things, one day they give you what? Black belt. And for those who don't know, they say ultimate in a life. That's the first done. Then you continue. Your martial is not transcending from the physical to the spiritual. When you start using your mind to break things, then one day they say you are in the fourth dan. You are in the fifth dan. You see men who want to, they want to fight, they first close their eyes. They close your eyes, you lose all your power. They, they never throw one punch, you are falling down. You say, this one never starts. It's what they call jujitsu. It's this why it's called, in fact, they should call it jujutsu. That, <laughs> that would have been good. I mean, Corey Blake, he said he was in my, how many demons did he say he had to let go? 20 something demons. Corey Blake had to let the spirits go. When you see a man blow on his hand and cut a tree with it, you think it's because of uh, calcium in his bones? <laughs> my friend told me a story of one man that they were trying to cut things with his hand. He tried a few times, it didn't work. The men took him aside. They went and calmed him down, meditation and everything. He came back. He took his hand up like this. Before he hit the tree, it broke. His hand didn't touch it. As it was coming down, he went through empty space. This tree split by itself. So in the black belt level, there are people in different dance. They have as high, last I knew about it, as the 10th dance. Those of you watching Chinese film, you think it's ordinary acting. There's a reason behind it. David has stories like that in the Bible. What am I talking about? Your Babala in your village is on second dan. 
Balaam in the scriptures. That guy was like seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth dan of spirituality. Yet, he got to the people of Israel. Numbers 23, please open to it. He didn't go there to play, he went there to work. When he got there, wasn't Jokyo, he was working. Numbers 23, the man wasn't joking. Now, please, before I read what he said, let me show you the warm-up, the preparation. In verse 1, Balaam said to Balak, build seven altars for me here, and prepare seven bulls and seven rams for me here. Balak did as Balaam had spoken. Now, I want you to bear that in mind. Then he said many things. Time will not let us go over them. Verse 13, all those things were not favoring Balak. But he was prophesying the goodness of God upon the house of Jacob. You see in verse 11. Balak said to Balaam, what have you done? I took you to curse my enemies, but behold, you have actually blessed them. He replied, must I not be careful to speak what the Lord puts in my mouth? Then Balak said to him, come with me to another place from where you may see them. Although you will only see the extreme end of them. For time's sake, we'll just jump down. To verse um, 14. So he took him to the field of Zophim, to the top of Pisgah, and built seven altars and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. We're talking about sacrifices here. A bull and a ram on each altar. This is how you get God's attention. He knew how to do it. <laughs> At the end of the day, what happened? Nothing. Nothing. After all of that, let's now go to verse 23. He said, listen, my guy, nothing is going to work here. Please, if you have a New Living Translation, read verse 23 for me. New Living Translation. New Living Translation. If you have it, one, two, let's go. No curse can touch Jacob. No magic has any power against Israel. For now it will be said of Jacob, what wonders God has done for Israel. I want to show us different expressions used to describe what Balaam said. Concerning the people of God. He said in verse 23 of NIV. There is no divination against Jacob. No evil omens against Israel. It will now be said of Jacob and of Israel. See what God has done. Let me read the American standard. He said for there is no omen against Jacob. And nor is there any divination against Israel. I like that the translation said they don't work. Omo. Could work? It can't work. That was what Balaam. A man in like 7th, 8th, ninth, possibly 10th dan of spirituality said. He knew how to conjure up the spirits. Balaam who spoke to animals. Balaam who knew how, he knew how to call God's attention. Because the judge of the living and the dead is the judge of the whole earth. He knew how to do it. Yet he had only one thing to say. No curse can touch Jacob. No magic has any power against the Israel of God. Is the reason why we speak the way we speak. Is the reason. Is the reason, reason why you tell me somebody is, is gathering how many sacrifices on any how many altars against me and my family, mm-hmm. me and my ministry. Look, 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 look. It has nothing. It's not a prayer point. I won't wake anybody up. Say, ha! I heard that the witches gathered in um, in um, um, Udi today, Udi Hills, and they said the, the assignment for today. Is to shut the voice of kingdom word ministries in this region. I won't wake any one of you to pray. Anybody who tells me, I say, have you caught the newspapers? Tell them, 
As for me and my house, we are going to sleep. In peace, we will lie down and sleep. For the Lord alone makes us dwell in safety. That is why we serve Jesus Christ. I wanted to emphasize that. Let me get back to where we began from. No, that's just, you know, that's just an aside. That's not the main message. I said that by trying to say that everybody worships. Everybody worships. Those who are making shakara, I say there is no God. They will bow down, which is we squeeze their nose, blood will come out. And there will be none to deliver. Oh, yes, and there will be none to deliver. When you want to preach to people, please, eh, please, let me go back there again. Stop preaching as if, go come to our church. Our pastor said we have to bring three people. People don't bring three people now. (laughs) As if you are running the pyramid scheme. (laughs) Introduce two more people. So this is our pyramid scheme in church. No, that's not what church is about. You are looking at somebody and say, okay, so who protects you? Which cult are you in? He said, Oboni. He said, what about when stronger Oboni comes? What will you do? Say, eh, you mean there's stronger Oboni than my own? That is why you go to Western Nigeria. They have the Oboni fraternity. They did not have the, there are two. There's another one they call the Reformed Oboni fraternity. Those ones don't go to school. So they call the, the Aboriginal. <laughs> yeah, those are the babas I don't talk to you. Those are the toughest ones. They have it. The original Oboni fraternity. They have it. They are different. Not every Oboni. If when you want to join the Oboni, those of you are there. You have to go and ask them which one is their own. They will all claim to be good, but Google them and check how much power they have. <laughs> Before you go and sacrifice yourself for nonsense. Anyway, why join the Oboni? Just come and meet us. We introduce you to the Lord of Oboni. And every Oboni Lord knows the real Lord. Yeah, they do. They do. No, that's not a joke. They know. Anybody that does not know Jesus Christ has not entered the cult properly. He never enter. He no, never enter. When they have entered, they will see the people of the Lord. They say, mm, did you say this is the guy you are fighting in the office? Bros, go and make peace. They say, why? She be, I'm the Babala who you came to Abi. Go and make peace. If you don't want to make peace, don't come here again. The Babala will don't look. See, when they open their books, one of the books now, their spiritual books, they have things they look at. I mean, if I use the Ifa priest one, you know, you see them, they open their, they, 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 they draw lines, they do, yeah, they have, they, do, they see things, so that these guys are not joking, no. When they call your name, the guy looks, looks at the man who brought your name. He said, did you say this is the person you guys are fighting in the office? He said, yes. Bros, just go and meet him. Tell him there's no need to fight, that we can dwell here together in peace. Say, no, sir, I will ne-. She have advised you, she said, now you come to my house. He said, by the way, how much did you bring? He said, 10,000. Take, you can go. Because you know why he's giving your money back? When God wants to punish, <laughs> then these are people who understand. See, when God starts sharing that this punishment, your money will join me to it. I don't want. You say, but why have they not repented? Me too, I don't know. But like God has refused to grant them repentance that leads to life. Yeah, he does that for certain reasons. But for self-preservation, they know where not to go. They know where not to go. Of course, you now see, this one I've told you, maybe they thought down in spiritual things. Now see one brown belt of Balawu that not finish the course. <laughs> a friend will now say, go and meet that one. They will not done say, that one say, ah, that's not a problem. What did you say his name is? They give him your name. Mm-hmm. So you'll meet me today at 12 midnight. We will do the sacrifice. As you are slaughtering the ram and calling your name, your friends will start running away. They will see Babalawu died there. They will not remember what the first guy said. They will now come to I'll say, ah, my guy, how now? See, in this place, I just realized that, you no, know, I know your village and mine is not too far from each other. We should be brothers. You know, this country, you know, you'll be speaking, you'll be wondering. I know the interesting part. God will never tell you about all of these things I'm telling you. 
He won't tell you. He won't tell you. I don't doubt that stuff like that have happened in my life. I don't doubt it. But he never tells me about why, 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 why what, is it, what will it teach that we did not know? What? What are they going to tell us now we did not know before? So at that time we're calling your name, we saw fire burning. I knew. I've known it for more than 30 years. So we saw you were covered by blood. Yes, it's the blood of Jesus. Don't even tell me for that, I know. Don't, because if, if I start believing you now, you now start telling me some things that are not true. That there's an area the blood did not reach. <laughs> you now send me into prayer for nothing. What's the point we are making? Everybody worships. Everybody worships. Everybody worships. Bear that in mind. However, to worship the true God, you must do it consciously, deliberately. You must make up your mind, this is what I want to do. I want to worship the true God. And what am I beginning to teach today? To let us know that the way we keep it with these other gods from our lives is by worshiping the true God. That's it. Is by worshiping the true God. Now, let's read this again. I want to use it to introduce something. John chapter 4. Remember, we worship God with all our heart. We worship God with all our soul. We worship God with all our strength. We worship Him with all our might. Everything in us, we used to worship. Moses said it like this, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Now, those days, God gave Israel instructions concerning how to worship. Their worship included where to worship, when to worship, what to bring for worship. But like we said earlier, the spirit is the same, but the forms are different now. In Christianity, we do not go to Jerusalem. We don't go there. We don't have a physical temple. Look at what this woman said to Jesus Christ and what the answer he gave. From verse 19, that woman Jesus met at the well, John chapter 4. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. He said, Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And you people say that in Jerusalem is a place where men ought to worship. Verse 21. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me. An hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. Please notice that. He said, an hour is coming, and I can assure you that is, the hour is now. Somebody says now. He said, those who worship the Father will not worship in Jerusalem, nor in this mountain. He said, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming, and now is. I was looking for that, verse 23. But an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshippers. God is spirit. Not God is a spirit. God is spirit. That is, God is in the spiritual realm. He's not a physical being. He's not a material person. He's made of spiritual materiality. Or he is spiritual materiality. And those who worship him must worship him, not should, must worship him in spirit and truth. Now, that tells you their worship is not in a place. Their worship is not in a mountain. It's not in a building. He said their worship must be in spirit and truth. But they must worship. Let me just emphasize that. They must worship. How they worship is what we are discussing now. How his work is to be worshipped. Remember, our focus is that if you are not actively worshipping, you don't have a choice. You will fall for the worship of other gods. Many of us, that's how we got to where we are. 
which the Lord had to send this word to remove those other gods from us. So if I finish preaching those messages and I don't add this one to it, after some time, we'll be back to where we began from. Why? Because except you are actively worshipping God the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit, it's a matter of time. You slide gently back into the worship of other gods. That's why God said, you shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart. You leave no space for other gods. You worship him with all your soul, leaving no space for other gods. You worship him with all your might. By the time you are done with worshiping the true God, there's no energy again for other gods. Now, can I just say this briefly? That's why when it comes to your money, you can't share your, I've given God his portion out of my money. I don't know whether you're getting my point. It doesn't work. If you do that, the other portion, now listen, many people say that if you give God his portion, the rest will now be good. Now let me give you the word of the Spirit. If you give God a portion, the rest is offered to Satan. You can't do anything about it. Cut 10 pieces and say, God, this is your portion. You know what you have said? 90% Satan will take. Yes? See, Christianity, look, maybe along the line, God helps us, we'll get to that money matter again. Worshipping God with money, eh? It's not about handing money out. Per se. It's not that. You can't take a percentage and in your mind, you have given God his portion. So that frees you to do as you wish with the others. I am telling you, Satan is very crafty. I should give God that portion. And then the rest, you say, this one is my own. Satan will collect it. You will worship him with it. You can't help it. Even the, the, the people of Israel that God gave commandments concerning tithing, if you go and check it, eh? they were not doing it with the attitude many of us are doing today. As if pay God off. No. It was an allotment of responsibility. That is God said, this portion you will bring for this purpose. The rest, let me give you an example now. If you came to the temple, you gave 10% of what you have in the last one year. Now, by, which, by the way, if you read it, of course, that's not the main thing I'm teaching now. If you read it, most of it was supposed to be eaten. The community gathered and ate it together. That was the main thing they did with it. Okay? Now, many times people think that, a lot of pastors think that hey, Pastor Banky doesn't want people to be blessed. Nonsense. I want them to be blessed. That's why I preach the way I preach. Some say, I don't want church to have money. I said, Nonsense. I want Christians to be responsible. That's why I preach the way I preach. If they are responsible, you see, for the people of Israel, okay, you're taking away the 10%. If you take 1% one, 1 of the balance 90 and buy something and send to worship God in Moab, and you go and worship Baal there, and God finds out he killed you. I don't know whether you're getting my point. The fact that you have given him 10%, they didn't free you to do just anything you like, the balance 90%. Which is why I preach the way I preach. Say, Christians, listen, what God expected from the people of Israel, which is what, which is what we must also imbibe, is serving God with everything you have. And as he gives you a responsibility. Now, why did they give Israelites 10%? Because they are very funny people. They were not good people. He had to enforce that the priest must not go hungry. He had to enforce that a stranger must not go hungry. He had to enforce. Listen, God had to give them detailed commandments on how. He would tell you if you're angry with your neighbor and you see his animal suffering. Losing the, that the animal from his suffering, maybe it's under a heavy load and it collapsed there. Remove the load and help the animal stand up. 
Tie it there and walk away. Don't talk to your neighbor. He's not begging you to talk to your neighbor. He said, but you must show kindness. Many of the instructions he gave was to enforce that these people showed kindness. But for us believers, he doesn't do that. What he did was, listen, how much do you have this? He said, everything I hope you know is mine. He said, yes, sir, I understand. So now you are going to spend everything the way I say. I hope you're getting my point. Then he gives you knowledge, he gives you understanding. And he says, I don't want fear of tomorrow in your heart. Then that gives you opportunities. Then you now use spiritual insight. I hope you're getting my point. To share the money. But every single one must be spent as service to God. Listen, when you're paying children's school fees, I hope you know you're obeying God. It's obedience to God. When you're buying food for the house, it's obedience to God. When you are giving offering to support the advancement of the gospel, it's obedience to God. When you are giving to the needy, it's obedience to God. Everything must be done. Every single money is important. Every time you spend money, God must approve of it. You can't make expenditure that you think will displease him. If you want to spend money and you are thinking, will God be happy with this? Don't. One day I was somewhere, they were giving money to something. My wife said, let's give now. I said, no. And it looked like a good thing to everybody. I said, I'm not giving. He said, you know, it's just for the sake of, let it not just be like I said, sweetheart. These people are worshipping an idol. I will not offer my money to an idol, flat. And by the way, I was in church. Oh, don't think I went to the shrine of uh, Amadioha. No. Church. I told my wife, this thing these people are doing here is called worship of idols. I will not do. I said, if I give my money to it, God will be angry with me. So let's leave this thing. That same money I could have come out, all right? And shed it out to people. I said, but this part. <laughs> there was a day I went somewhere one day. It was a church thing also. One day finished telling me what they wanted to do. So they were now taking pledges. So I got up, I was leaving. One lady there that knew me, and I said, Ah, Pastor Mark, where's your pledge? I said, Will you get out? <laughs> the way I shouted, Will you get out? I was like, Ah, Oga, did we quarrel before? In my mind, when you start this kind of tomfoolery, don't get people like me involved. I felt like you are collecting God's money to throw it into nonsense. And I refuse to participate. It's not everything you call Christianity that I put my money inside of. I will look at it and say, what what do you say you are doing again? You think God is happy with this? God holds you responsible for how you spend. Listen, every bit of money you spend, there are things you buy to eat. God will say, this thing, to have stone. It, It will have stone. That is, just buy it first. When you reach house, stone will be inside. Because there are things you buy, God says, is the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. You buy it for show off, God with the, oh God. Let, by the way, if you want to go and buy a car to show everybody that you two you have arrived, God says, there's no problem. That engine will not last. You will buy it, everybody will see you have arrived though. Start it tomorrow now. You have sure, sure. After two weeks, they are buying a new engine for you. They are buying a new engine for you. And that new engine they bought is a bad one too. After six weeks, they will rearrange the new engine. What you do at such times, just say, Lord, I'm very... Listen, when God is obstructing, you should just know. So say, Lord, I'm very sorry. So, Lord, what do I do? God says, sell it. I, I, they won't give me more than 50000 Say, Before I burn it, better collect your 50000 No, you collected something. What am I going to say? Even how you spend money on food, it must be pleasing to God. By the way, you know, I've taught it here before. That's why you don't waste food. No, God doesn't like waste. People wasting food, he doesn't like it. If you have to throw food away, apologize. Lord, I'm so sorry. I did not know this food will remain. Now it's fault. I won't do this again. Tomorrow, cook two cups. 
Don't cook three cups of, is it beans or rice? If the other one wasted the other day. He doesn't like waste. He doesn't like waste. Jesus multiplied bread. I mean, think about it. I just did like this bread came out. Bread came out. Is that the kind of thing we should throw into the dustbin? Is that not so? He said, gather up the remnants. Let nothing be wasted. What am I trying to say? We worship God with our whole being. With all our heart. Every part of us must be busy worshiping. So he said here, but our worship is not like the worship of those people that was put in a particular physical location. They had to go to Jerusalem. Please now, can I get back to my digression? If you are saving money to go to Jerusalem, please, it's the same thing as saving money to go to... No, who doesn't need saving? Eh? Somewhere far. Is that in Kologufa? <laughs> no, I want somewhere far. But that looks nice, but has no spiritual importance. Okay, Ukraine. Let's just live like Ukraine, all right? <laughs> it's like you are carrying your money and going to Ukraine. There is, you know, I, I see, see Christians that say they go on pilgrimage. Please stop fooling yourself. You did not go on pilgrimage. You went on sightseeing. Now, maybe the sightseeing will improve your faith. Fine. I don't know how it's going to improve my faith. Bible says, blessed are those who believe without seeing. So, I won't reduce my blessing by trying to see before I believe. I hope you're getting my point. Blessed are those who do what? Who believe without sins. I don't need it. But in case you want to go there, please just know it's sightseeing. And it is so wrong for our government to subsidize you. They say Muslims are going. It's in their religion that they should go. Our own never said go. Let's show maturity and tell Christians we don't feel threatened. Give it to those who want to go. It's their religion. Our own did not say go. Anybody going to, and there's not right in front of their name, JP. Inferiority complex. You know what they call inferiority complex? You don't want to feel important. Because inside your heart, you are not an important person. And see, JP. JP means, the real JP means what? Justice of the peace. That's the real JP. This one that you have not turned JP to Jerusalem pilgrim is inferiority complex as warring Christians. And if you are hearing me and you are being like that, go and wipe it off. God is not happy with you. You cannot be putting JP in front of your name. You are a fraud. In our society of today, JP means you have been appointed by the government to know. What does it mean of JP now? They, they do a lot of things. They actually sit sometimes over cases. You can adjudicate cases, all right? You can settle quarrels, and you can notarize documents. So they want it. This is a certified true copy. They find a JP in the environment. You go, he looks at it and signs it. JP. Your own JP that cannot do anything for anybody. You should know that it's a waste of your time. You know, sometimes these things that we say, it's not really good preaching, but we have to help people. There are those who come back and think that God will answer them more than he was answering them before. I hope you know it's a lie. The, pre- <laughs> the one that used to make me laugh is our brethren on television. Say, Pastor, we're going to Jerusalem next week. He's going to take all your prayer points and they will pray from <laughs> Mount of Olives. That was where Jesus ascended from. And he's going to land when he comes back again. So from there, he's going to be praying. You know, this is a subtle deception. Yeah, yeah, brethren, that's what it is. We're deceiving each other. It's a subtle deception. That if I pray from there, he's more likely to hear. And they do not show it on TV. The man will now come with all the prayer points. So, brethren, we are here in Israel on Mount Olive. The olives is just behind me. That's the very spot where Jesus rose from. And we are going to be praying over your prayer request today. It's fraud. 
Of course, those prayer requests come with a seed. And so next year, you hear that Pastor Banky is going to Jerusalem. And I say, please, you know, you support me in going. You will send an offering before you send it. Don't you want Jesus to hear your prayer request from Mount Olives? You will send money now. Brethren, let's say the way it is, is fraud. At best, it's confusion. We are self-deceiving. In reality, most times, we are just trying to defraud ourselves. Whether you are baptized in the Jordan or baptized in Oji River, it's the same thing. So if I were you, I would use a cheaper one. Do you get my point? How do I know? The only thing the Bible ever gave us as requirement for water to be baptized in is that it's plenty. Really, baptizing with a cup of water <laughs> doesn't really feel like baptism. How do I know? He said, what stops me from being baptized? Seeing that we're in the midst of many waters. Anywhere you find many waters, it is good enough. The idea that I was baptized in the Jordan is the reason why you will not be spiritual. The reason is because you have this confusion in your brain that you think your baptism is superior to the other people's own. My friend followed as a state official on legal state government to escort confused people for pilgrimage. And it's, it, when he came, he said, Pastor Banke, I saw things. He said, we will be rolling on the ground that this was where Jesus was laid. They literally will be rolling on the ground in the dust of a cave drawn by Jews which Jesus did not even know about. I hope in most of those cases, Jesus did not pass by there. I think the one where he really was buried, we don't know. There's no proof the one they are carrying you to is the correct one. And even if it were the correct one, he left it long ago and left nothing behind. I hope you are getting my point. Why do I, I have to keep saying this. You don't know the amount of confusion people generate amongst themselves. See, I don't have any problem with you going to Jerusalem. I hope you're getting my point. It's tough. No, it's t- no, let me tell you the truth. One day I told my mother, we were t- having a discussion. I said, do you want to go to Jerusalem? I told her straight. I said, if you want to go, let me know. I will send the money. Go, because my mother is elderly. I just wanted her to go on tour. It was tour. I- do you get my point? All her friends would be going, everybody just go. Just go. And I wonder before going, please don't pray when you are there. Just <laughs> pray your normal prayer. If you now want to intensify your prayer because you are here, God will be angry because it's idolatry. You are beginning to feel that because you are in the holy land, there is nothing holy there. You want, can anybody show me holy land? Thank you. I like the, I'm getting some people are doing this, some people are doing this. Both, both of you are correct. You are the holy temple. And anywhere you stand is holy. Anytime you are going to Jerusalem, you are the one taking holiness there. You are not meeting it there. Let's just get this clear. Please, what was I saying before I go stuck on that one again? But, well, no, you see, please don't be angry with me. I need to keep saying these things because the adept of confession out there, you wouldn't believe it. They now come back with mustard seed <laughs> and olive oil from Mount Olives. There are some pa- I'm sure people in the East today have learned it, but in the West, there are some pastors like that. They will tell that this water is from River Jordan, but it, has, it can't finish. Why? They just take a few drops of the original one. Put into all the gallons, fill the water pots with water. They put small, small. It becomes River Jordan for a very long time. It's fraud. <laughs> I know that mustard seed they come with is very expensive. Why won't it be expensive from Israel? Now, please, I want to ask you a question. What am I supposed to do with mustard seed? Did Jesus say if I swallow mustard seed, my, seed, my faith will grow? Please, let's not be carried away by, with idolatry. No, we have turned Christianity to idolatry by practicing some of those things. Those that worship him, we worship him how? In spirit and in truth. Those that worship him, we worship him how? 
in spirit and in truth. We are not worshipping God with outward forms primarily. The fellow worshipping in Jerusalem and the one worshipping in Udi Hills is the same worship. The ones worshipping in Jerusalem, the one worshipping in Ojiriba, the same worship. The one worshipping in Jerusalem, the one worshipping in Meduguri, the same worship. And right here we are worshipping is the real worship. I hope you are getting my point. There is no difference. Real Christians worship in spirit. He said we are the true circumcision, Paul said. Worship in spirit and have no confidence in the flesh. Too many people have confidence in fleshly things. And I'm saying today again, let's abandon those things. Real Christian worship is worship in spirit. So Jesus said, let us read that, I want to close. He said, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I want you to understand something here. What does it mean to worship in spirit? Remember we have established it. We worship in spirit. It's not about forms. Now, what does it mean to worship in spirit? It means, listen to this. This is a summary of what I want to say here. Then we'll close for today. It means everything we do is motivated by the worship of God. I hope you're getting my point. Every single act. Now, Israel had specific things. When to bow, when not to bow. How to sacrifice the animal, how not to sacrifice, what to eat, not, what not to eat, what to wear. Do you know the priest had what to wear? Now, when I say what to wear, the material. I hope you're getting my point. Everything was specified. But there's something about Jesus Christ. You'll notice it, of course, in the book of Matthew, when he was speaking. He'll say, you have heard that shall not commit adultery. But I say, if you have lost in your heart, that is, you have committed adultery already. Now, what's the point I was trying to make? That is, it is not just obedience to external laws. The very thoughts of God must be your own. That is worship in spirit. I hope you're getting my point. Again, can I go back to the issue of Titan as an example? For those who want to know my opinion about Titan, God said, when I was talking to Israel, I've given you this Titan issue, okay, to teach you the fear of God. Basically, there were things they were supposed to learn. And there were many things that he gave to them that they were to practice so as to learn those things. Now, Paul said, when he was writing to the Galatians in chapter 5, he said, walk by the Spirit. Now, when he was saying that, you know, many people think that Paul was saying, when you are walking, you have to say, then what the Spirit says to you is what you do. That's not what Paul was saying. Paul was talking about adherence to the law. So he said to them, that walk by the Spirit of the law. That every law you find has a Spirit. I don't know whether you're getting my point. That every law you find in the scriptures, there is a spirit behind that law. What do we mean by the spirit behind the law? There's a reason why God gave it. There's something they were supposed to achieve for the people. And it was in two dimensions. Love for God, something to do that will please God. Two, love for man, something to do to bless people around you. Those were the two reasons God gave every law. So Paul said to them, walk by the spirit behind every law. And you will find that that you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Now that it is possible, listen to this, to keep the law but miss the spirit. I hope you are getting my point. Let me give you an example. Take the tithing issue as an example. Many people tithe. The idea in their mind was what? Pay God off. Yes. Let the devourer not come near me. It's protection money. It's protection money. That you see, if I don't give God this 10%, I'm going to have problems. But actually, they miss the spirit behind it. God said, bring all the tithes to my storehouse. Why? 
so that there will be food there, not so that you'll be protected. Bring all the tithe. Now, hey, I don't want to sit on this issue of tithing again, but people keep on asking, so let's just help briefly. So when he said it, the storehouse was literally what? A storehouse. It was a store. They kept goods there. So from there, the priest could get food. From there, the poor could get. They had administrators over the storehouses. Basically, it was a charity center for the community. Now, you understand that there's something about Christianity and Judaism. Judaism was a national religion. It was never a private religion. Christianity is a personal worship in which we can come together as brethren, but it has never been meant to be a national issue. What I'm going to say, the government of a country cannot legislate Christianity. But under Judaism, the government of the nation legislated the laws of God for them to go by. In fact, the closest you will find to Judaism, Judaism today is what Muslims practice. So you get to a country, they are practicing Sharia law. Jews were like that too. You get in there, the whole laws in the country from beginning to the end is first of all the laws given by Moses and laws derived from them. Now, so, their charity in the land was a law. I don't know whether you're getting my point. It was a law. You didn't need to start an ox farm. You did not need Red Cross to feed people. The law already fed them through the Titan system. The Titan system, there were about three of them, but two of them I quickly remember. The first one was the law of Thanksgiving. It was the law of Thanksgiving. So the tithe for the year was meant to be eaten entirely, which meant that, you know, one particular year, they paid Bill Gates $4 billion in dividends. Did you hear what I said? So God said, you will take $400 million and finish it in one, well, maybe not one day, but in a week. Did you hear what I said? $400 what? million. Dollars. And you couldn't eat it anywhere you liked. You had to eat it in the presence of God. You come over to Jerusalem to eat 400 million U.S. dollars. Even if you were eating cow made of gold, you couldn't finish it. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah, that, that was a, by the way, that was a yearly tithe. The yearly tithe was like that. Whatever you earn the last one year, you had to finish 10% of it in a particular celebration. Now, what that meant simply is that everybody had to share. If it's today, if it's today, like today now, Bill Gates will just go down there. Say, please, where's the tithing committee for Jerusalem? You just give them the four hundred million dollars. They will be buying cows, buying rice. People that is joining to tell that the whole world will be going every celebration period, knowing that oh boy, it will share for there. And when you are going, you don't need to carry anything. Especially when you are not a Jew, when you are one, you don't need to carry anything. Just bring your bag. Just bring your bag. Now the point I'm not making is so God expected them to share. From that they learned that whatever it is is not my own. It was one of the ways they give thanks on a regular basis. That's one. Another one is that after a while, that same $400 million, the man would deposit. Now, the first one, he had to put for consumption. They were allowed to buy very expensive wine. You know those bottles that one bottle is $4,000? God said, buy, buy, buy. Because the money has to finish. If you say what you want to eat is one of those meats they found from somewhere that they just cut one slice for you, $500. God said, no problem. Just keep eating. So everybody had to gather to finish everything. That's one. Then the second one is that, listen, every third year he told them, you take that money, you put it in an account. Now I'm modernizing some of those things now. You put it in an account. Why? Anytime somebody needs money, that's why he applies for scholarship. Anytime somebody needed to eat, that's where he went. They didn't have to go from house to house bothering people. 
Each community will just have an administration, you know, a system of administration for the common good. Basically, what I was saying, learn how to take care of your neighbors. Learn how to take care of the needy. That was the spirit behind the law. So, listen, it's therefore possible to be mechanical about it, but not get the spirit behind it. For us, when it came to Christianity, which is why you didn't see Jesus talk about it, you didn't see uh, uh, Paul, James, John, Peter, they all wrote, they didn't, people say, ah, it in Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 7 is a story of what happened to Abraham. It was not a commandment that he was given them. I said, but Jesus, Jesus told them that, listen, they are weightier matters of the law. That was his emphasis. And the weightier matters of the law will have taken care of that, which was mercy, justice. There were things that will have taken care. So in Christianity, we are not 10 percenters. We are people that understand the spirit. Therefore, if obeying that spirit takes 90% of what I, I earn, I will do that. And not doing it is breaking the law of the tithe. Even though I, I, can, I could easily have given away 10%. Do you get the principle of what I'm going to say here? A Christian is not covered. You can't be covered by your, you have done 10%. And giving it to your church does not fulfill the law of God. No, it doesn't. Pastor Banky, where should I now take it to? Stop. Please try and understand me. If you go to a church, they shouldn't lack as far as you are concerned. If you have needy people around you, they should not lack as far as you have the ability you cannot just dispense of it. I have done this. I can rest. No. God will bring opportunities to you regularly to be a blessing to people. I hope you are getting my point. Look, I'll give an example. We broadcast in different places. Some of them, we pay. Now, there are different ways to pay for our broadcasts. Okay? Now, where do we get money from? Just the way you know. We take announcements all the time. Kingdom of Ministries is run by free will. So Christians give. That is how God has been supplying all the money that we need. Brethren, just freely from their hearts, they contribute to the work of the gospel. And God has been very good. We have had money to do many things that we have had to do. But one of the things that some people do is that they don't even give us the money. Like, there's one radio station we broadcast on now. They reviewed. The first time the one brother went there, paid them for a whole year. There are some issues. So that one year spread for longer than a year. So finally, the first money he paid expired recently. They had doubled their rates over time. So Ian kind of negotiated with them. Said, look, this new rate you guys are offering, we're not going to pay it. So after they negotiated, they came to a new agreement. So he now told me that, let me inform the brother that paid the first time. I said, okay, inform him. If he still is going to pay, no problem. If not, then we'll pay from here. We, we will transfer the money to them. We want the broadcast to keep going. Now told him that he told the brother, and told him the new amount. The amount was heavy. So he now told the brother, look, you can pay like bit. And the guy said, no, 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 no. Why, why, why? If we have to borrow the money, we'll borrow it. Now, that's where I'm going. They say, no, that's not the problem. That, again, it's going to pay for the, another full year. And that if he doesn't have the cash at the time, he said, if I have to borrow it, I'll borrow it. He said, no, let's get that done. Like I keep on saying to Christians, when did you ever calculate the proportion of your income that your children are eating? Say, Akinlu, you and your younger ones, you are eating 15%. It's not allowed. You're only allowed to eat 10% of my income. What kind of discussion is that? I hope you're getting my point. The sense is that of responsibility, not a sense of mathematical calculations. That is the spirit. That's what I'm talking about. So Paul said, walk by the spirit. Forget all these law, law things. Forget it. Don't worry yourself about it. Walk by the spirit. I tell Christians sometimes you want to know what, who you are serving. Take your money. 
over the, just go to your bank, see how you spend money over the last one year. If everything has only been about, about yourself, either you're extremely poor or you're extremely stingy. Yes. Money should have gone elsewhere. That is not what you will eat. It should have gone elsewhere that's not paying for your gown. Do you get my point? And so people will buy gown, they'll be paying four times. Now I've been telling you, if you buy gown and pay four times, it will tear in Jesus' name. It's too expensive for you. That's the point I'm making. It's too expensive. How can you buy gown and pay four times? It's not this thing they wear on the body. They are cheaper ones. And if you say, no, the cheapest is the one I'm paying four times, then don't buy at all. Go and ask somebody to give you. No, just look, up, look for one sister that's your size in church. She says, good afternoon. Can I see you after service? Pastor Baki said there's a law of gleaning. The law of gleaning said when you have won your portion, you let me have the rest. <laughs> see, I can never do that. Then you are proud. It's called law of gleaning. Just look one sister with a change gown every day. Say, just mark that one. Say, sis, have you ever listened to Pastor Banky? No. Let me bring you a tip. <laughs> look for one in which I taught on the law of gleaning. Say, listen to that thing. Have you heard about gleaning? Gleaning, gleaning means that if this cloth tears on your body, God will be angry with you. Wear your portion. When you have, when you have worn it and you feel like you have gotten your money's worth, then remove it. Let the rest of us now get our money's worth. And as God blesses you, you can do it everything. You can do it with an expensive phone. You can buy your iPhone 9, and your iPhone 20, 10, 10. Which iPhone are they on now? 13. Uh-huh. You can, maybe after you have this, your iPhone 11. Give somebody, say you, continue. I've gone to buy 13. It's called what? Glenning. Very soon, all of us will have good phones. Amen. I don't want to start teaching it now. There's revelations God has been giving me now. Eh? And now I understand why it's very easy for everybody to have good phone. Just gleaning, gleaning. We just pray God will bless everybody. So once you have used your, your expensive phone for three years, the battery can still last under two years. You drop it. Go and buy another one. So I, don't, I know you don't need, but we want an excuse to take this one. <laughs> so one day we should take an offering. Anybody that's used the phone for more than three years, come and put it here. And God has given you money to buy a new one. I know you don't need a new one, but go and buy it all the same. You know, God can bless you a level. You don't need it to. Just go and buy it. Why are you buying it so that I can release this one? Some people are catching revelation for what I'm saying. <laughs> There's no reason why you should be paying for gown four times. It's not the will of God. If you do it again, it will tear. Before you pay the second one, it has turned. So that you'll be paying you for a long time. You'll be paying for clothes you're no longer wearing. Hey, Pastor Banky, thank God you're not God. I- don't worry. <laughs> I'm thinking the way he does. I'm trying to liberate you. I'm just trying to say that it's not necessary. I hope you're getting my point. All right? Now, the point I'm making is that, listen, the law, the spirit behind the law is so that you will easily share. That's the principle. That's the spirit behind the law. So those of us who worship in spirit, we take every law he has given, find the spirit behind it, and we'll obey it with every opportunity that he gives us. But let me summarize what I've been saying today. I know I've talked at length. I didn't think I'll talk for this long. What I've been trying to say to us, let me just summarize it like this. Everybody must worship. Every part of your life in which you are not worshiping the true God, Satan will take it over. You will worship him. You don't have a choice. You will worship the worldly system. So what are we trying to do from now on? 
to make ourselves busy in every aspect of life so that other gods will have no space. When they will come, it will have been taken. When they will, have, when they will come, it will have been what? Taken. And I said, our worship is what? In spirit and in truth. The instructions, Israel had commandments, 613 of them that expressed their worship. 613. 10 of them were called the Ten Commandments. There are 603 other instructions, ordinances, commandments they were supposed to obey. That's a lot, right? But think about it. We have much more. Our own is without count. Each day we discover new things. Each day we discover new things. So that if we were to write them down, they would number thousands. But they are not a problem for us. Because all these thousands of commandments have just one spirit. And as long as we are walking by that spirit... We will find ourselves obeying those instructions on a daily basis. That's the point I've made today. Let's bow our heads and give love. Thanks for today's word.